something about the name of Jesus. It's healing in the name of Jesus. It's joy in the name of Jesus. It's peace in the name of Jesus. When you don't know what else to pray, and you can't find the words to say, just say the name Jesus. We're looking at Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. We're going to begin reading at verse 10. Exodus 4 and 10. Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not Halloween, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Lord said unto him, Who has made man's mouth? <clears throat> Make it the dumb, or the deaf, or the sea, or the blind. Have I not? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth. Teach thee what thou shalt say. Father, we give your name praise and high praise. We exalt your name, God. We reverence your presence. Realize, Father God, there is no other name to call on other than the name of Jesus. We thank you that you're Alpha and Omega, first and the last, beginning and the end. Thank you, Father God, that you're creator of all things. Even today, as we reverence your word and reverence your presence, we declare that we, no one in this place shall leave out the same, that we shall be changed by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of your word. We decree and declare it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Almighty God. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Tim, Brother May. I so appreciate your service unto the Lord. Amen. When you love God, you do what God has commanded us to do. We've been looking, even last week, uh, the Lord gave me he spoke to me, I heard the Lord say, Mass Exodus, Mass Exodus. When we think of mass, mass means more or fullness. In this particular case, it means many. When you look at the word Exodus, Exodus means to exit out of, to come out of something. Figuratively, if you look at the word Exodus, it speaks of um, coming out of death, something that is dead, God wants to bring to life. Um, you know, as I look back last week and, and just over the life of Moses, again, uh, to the Lord spoke to me and, and just directed me to, to teach a series. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Sister Holtz, as you label this, this mass exodus last week, it's going to be the overall title of however the Lord meet me there. Uh, but this one is I Am That I Am uh, under this series of mass exodus. Because when you start to think about, I'm hearing a lot of people not only... Um, the fivefold ministry of hearing people that I talk to, you know, pastors and leaders and, and people of God. I'm hearing a lot of people saying almost the same thing. But one thing I'm sure of is that the body of Christ, and not only the body of Christ, those who, amen, are a part of the fold, have not come in the fold, are in a financial bind. Amen, somebody. Amen. amen. It's all right to talk about where we're at because the only way we can have a solution to where we're at is to figure out and find out the problem. Yeah. And there's a principle in God's word and the body of Christ has not been where we've been able to understand God's principle, his ways. It's his way or no way. 
Come on, we either become bitter people or better people. Amen. You can always tell when we're bitter if we're always arguing and caring on that. That says that there's something that the presence of God, something is missing in our life when we find ourselves at each other's throats. Come on, that we can't communicate one to another. And that's the device of the enemy. He wants to keep us divided. And man, the one thing I'm finding within a home, come on, because God has to do a thing in my home so that I can explain it to somebody else about their home. So I'm not just talking. Just to be talking, I'm talking from experience. Oh, bless the Lord. If the enemy can get you and your husband or your spouse upset with one another, that causes division. The one thing, anybody can be happy when you got plenty of money. But then let me not say that because you find people who got a lot of money and find that they're not happy and they're finding themselves committing suicide. And, and thank God, even for the man that wrote the movie, The Passion of Christ, he has given his life to the Lord. Do you not know when he made The Passion of Christ, he was an alcoholic? But God, all that money he has, God used the alcoholic to produce a movie, and now he's in the fold, and now he's donating and giving to the body of Christ. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. But, you know, when it comes to finances, if things are not working out well within the family, amen, finances will cause a great division. Because if your money ain't right, but come on, y'all know I'm real about this. This, this, this y'all go with me, because we're talking about the children of Israel. Sisters, can you imagine being in bondage for 400 years? Oh, bless the Lord. We know that one person doesn't, back then, a person would live. You know, uh, Methuselah was almost 900 years old. But we realize now, uh, you know, when you look at statistics, 120 is, is, a, is a large number for a person to live. Amen. But at the same time, being in bondage, a generation of generation and generation of the family being in bondage, anything that we, amen, are a bondage to within each other. Come on, we've taken this thing, we've not understanding types and shadows, and we looked at bondage, Egypt, as being something in the Old Testament. But bondage means anything that you are, Egypt means anything that you're bondage to. Come on, you can be a white in Egypt because of pride. Come on, un, being undisciplined. Come on, not our finances, our relationship, our marriages, our children. We take it all the way through every part of our life. If we don't have no freedom in it, we're in Egypt. You know, 
want to think about the people of God as we come into uh, uh, into the house of the Lord, and the first thing we hear is God is, you know, He's going to bless us. He want to give you a house and give you a car and give you land and give you money. Amen. And some people come to serve God for that very reason. And it's not that God don't want us to have those things. God don't want no other God to be before us. Yeah. And so he trains us of all those things that we think we know. Yeah. I want to just talk about Moses here a little bit more before we go into the scriptures. So many things. Uh, 400 years of bondage. And, you know, some of us been in bondage, you know, 60, six months. Come on, some been in a year. Some of us thinking back, the last time we was able to do like we wanted to. I remember I used to be able to pick up and go to the beach and time like I got paid. Y'all going with me? I used to can get up and go and didn't even think about it. Amen. God said, I'm trying to get you in this square. Amen. You know, it don't always feel good. Amen. But we realize what God has for us. We continue, amen, to press regardless to how we feel. Why? He's going to bring the body out. Yeah. 
police gonna bring the whole body. Now I can imagine folks saying, "Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that many times before." But but four hundred years, Amen. Of them waiting for a deliverer, they wait, and still there was those that trusted that God would bring them out. Now you know, if I look back over my life, I can say I've been really in a challenge. If I say really that, see, I want to go to Africa. You know, I want to go to Malawi, Africa. I don't have to worry about finance. I just want to go and do the things I want to do. I realize that it takes money. Yeah. Now, a year ago, if I was a counter, a year ago, we could go. Mm -hmm. And take two or three people. But now, in this season, I can't jump up and go. I can go, but I can't jump up and take three or four people with me. Y'all, y'all going with me? Might as well be real about this thing. I ain't the only one that's saying, little church, big church. Come on. Little pockets, big pockets. Oh, bless the Lord. But in it, all that I've been through, God has strengthened me for the task. I'm more stronger now than I was when I had more than enough. Come on. Because God has been doing a work in me that he'll get me to a place that if I ain't got a dime in my pocket, come on, I'm still going to serve. See, some people base in their Christianity on how much money you got, how well you're doing, but that's not what it's all about. The anointing is costly. Come on, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you how you feel. Come on, I'm just using myself as an example. I started it first. Oh, bless the Lord. Because if I don't be a testimony, amen, nobody will know where they can, where God can bring you from and bring you out. Oh, bless the Lord. I look back over even, you know, we started talking about years ago at the house we had, uh, Mother Williams, where I seen the repo man come take the car from the house. Yeah. I'm talking about real life stuff now. Amen. He came to repo the truck because I couldn't pay it. Oh, bless the Lord. And God brought us up out of that thing in the midst of it. Yeah. And so when we start to think about standing still to see the salvation of the Lord, God wants us to remember what he did for us before. Yeah. Come on, you got to rethink back on the time that he brought you out before. Yeah. Because you will lose sight of in this season yeah. what God is doing. Yeah. If he brought you out before, he can bring you out again. his purposes in a man or a woman. We, we, we realize that it's not male or female gender. Amen. Amen. We know it ain't got nothing to do about a man or a woman. It's who's going to be a voice for the Lord. Yes. He begins his work. Huh? Yes. Not in the Holy of Holies. There's no male, no female. Come on. No, no black, no white. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. <laughs> One in Christ. And no, no Jew or no Gentile. Do you not know? And I know you Amen. Our strength is in our unity. Yeah. Yeah. When there's strength, unity, there is strength. Yeah. That's why the enemy want to break down the family structure. That's right. He want a little bitty stuff cause you to get to arguing about. Right. Amen. To tear down the very thing God wants to be. Yeah. That's why so much division within the body of Christ. Yeah. If we can keep us separated, our strength is in the corporation of unity. Yeah. The Bible says Moses had a choice to make. Now watch it now because we've already went through chapter 1 and chapter 2. I don't want to go back over it to, to, to build to where we're at. But at some point Moses had to make a choice if he was going to follow God or not. And the Bible says the faith, his faith was what directed his choice was based upon God's word. And then he forsook or you know he forsake the throne of Egypt. And he chose an eternal reward of the son of Abraham and a temporary advantage of the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. Now, you know, when 
think about uh, a runner. Somebody has to train. Let's use the little girl. What's her name that's doing this athletic? Uh, what's her name? Abigail or Gabby Douglas. Yes. You know, it took her, what, three years to get as many times she wanted to give up. And if she had took that momentary pleasure, come on, to give up for a lifetime of comfort. I'd rather take a, a lifetime of comfort, amen, and a momentary, you know, go through something. Three years may not be a moment for somebody. By the fact, three years is not a moment for a lot of us. We got this microwave mentality. Come on, y'all know it. Drive-through mentality. Go to one window, place our order. We go up to the next window, we want our order. Yeah. Bro, Tim, That's right. and you know they say, don't tell me to pull up on the side because when I got to this window, my order should have been ready. Yeah. Come on, we this microwave mentality. Come on. I'm excited about this, y'all. Lord, yeah. help me. Good God from Zion. Might as well get excited. Yeah. Amen. Because worrying don't help anything. Yeah, yeah. You sit around and worry about something you cannot do in the outcome. Somebody said, well, if we going on vacation, you don't leave your problem at home. You can't leave your problem at home on vacation. Come on, your problem go right with you. When you might forget about it for a minute, but when you come back, it's dead. Yes, sir. Say that. Say that. <laughs> Somebody, Mr. Bruins, you keep looking at me, Brother Bruins. <laughs> you must be saying some of the same things. Amen. Amen. Ain't no sense of worrying about it. Listen, because if you fail the ninth grade, guess what? You're going to take the ninth grade again. You can't graduate until you pass all four grades. And so the test that God got us in, we might as well just lay still, amen, and let the surgeon cut. Amen. Can you imagine having a surgeon without the, uh, what's that? Anesthesia. Anesthesia. That would have been feeling like we have a surgeon without anesthesia. Let the surgeon, I love that, let the surgeon. Amen. Tell your name, it's good to have laughter. It's good to have laughter. Amen. Laughter is good for the soul. I'm going to tell you. Because you've got you to act like you're coming out. Because if you don't act like you're coming out, you ain't prepared for coming out. Amen. You might as well shout and sing on your way out. Hallelujah. Don't go wait until they come out for they shout. Don't wait till you come out. Amen. Shout before you come out. I'm excited. Hallelujah. And if you ain't excited, keep saying you're excited since we have the power of life and death in our tongue. If you say you're excited, say for a whole year, by the time it's over with, they can't, you can't be full enough but excited. Amen. You know, why speak death? Come on, we was talking about somebody said, you know how we speak generational curses over our children. You ain't going to be none. Your daddy wasn't none. You ain't going to be none. Your brother wasn't none. They're speaking curses. Why not speak good things? we going to make Come on, we coming up out of this thing. Trial 
was the testing. The somebody would become a nobody. God took Moses and he was in charge of all the Egyptians. And next thing you know, you find him in the wilderness. All by himself. Come on, just a day's uh, worth of water and food to live off of. Then God brought him to a place where it was probably three, four, us more, no more. Us four, no more. Got him to a place where there was nobody else left but him. Nobody was calling his name Moses. Y'all seen the movie? He got to a place that nobody was calling his name. Come on, ain't nobody rubbing him up, nobody excited about him, ain't nobody thinking about him. But in that place, God was making himself a man. God had to empty him out of all that he had learned himself. Because if we can deliver and save ourselves, we don't need a God. And, and you know, you know, we've we've tried everything else. And since that ain't working, the Bible says here that all the knowledge and wisdom acquired in Egypt, Egypt's worldly institute of learning was not adequate enough for him to do what God wanted him to do. His attempt to deliver God's people was carried out in the vanity of self-effort of the flesh or self-reliance. Now we can look at Moses and try to be in somebody that can bring a body out. But we have to look at ourselves individually. We have to always bring this thing individually. Oh, bless the Lord. Individually to our homes. Because uh, anytime that we're head of a household, we're a man supposed to be the head of the household. We're deliverers for our family. And we're supposed to be in a place, especially mothers and fathers. Now, this is not to push down on you, but it's to encourage us that our children should do better than we do. I believe that my, my children should grow higher than I go. My job is to help push them and to motivate them and exalt them to do better than I need. This is just a, a, just a, a thing that you think about. We should just automatically think about doing. Moses met God on the backside of the desert. Not in a good place. In a dry place. We won't meet God in a dry place, do we? It's alright. We won't meet God in a, in a high place. Not a dry place, but a high place. Amen. We want, we want everything to be working out for our good. Yes. Finally, Elder Sinclair, God got him to a place that he starts saying, I'm not qualified. Then he starts saying, he had these excuses. I don't have the credentials. Then he starts saying, a lack of you know, eloquence. How to speak and how to carry himself. Can you imagine where you caught that in? He was in a place where he had all of the, the best, amen, trainers and teachers as he grew for 30 years. He had the best of the best to train him. He knew how to walk. He knew how to talk. He knew how to carry himself. And finally God had to drain him to the place that he said, I can't even speak. I don't even know what to say. God came along as we're going to see the word of the Lord. Y'all all right? I'm excited about the word of God. I'm going to tell you, because what has sustained me through all of this is the word of the Lord. The reason why you find people falling out and just going crazy and doing all kinds of stuff because they don't have any word on the inside of them to sustain them. And the more word you have inside of you, the stronger you are. It would be a sad commentary for somebody to sit 10, 15 years, hear the word of the Lord, and then pass out this season. Come on, tell you, that means that what we've been eating wasn't, you know, what you call grits or oatmeal. You know how you can eat a good meal, like some oatmeal. Come on, it's sick to you. 
begin to ask Moses. We're going to look at the scripture. I just want to give a backdrop. I love the history of the Lord. He asked him, what you got in your hand? What do you have in your hand? Moses was crying, who, who do I say sin then? I can't speak. I'm not qualified. I don't have the credentials to do. Tell your neighbor you're qualified. God won't bring it to perfection. <laughs> God got into a place that he said, I don't know nothing. I don't know how to talk. God said, what is in your hand? We, we already got what we need to sustain us. We got to remember what he has placed in our hand. Watch it. And so the principles of the, of the rod of Moses. Now, when we look at the scripture, we have a clearer understanding. So we understand the word of the Lord. The rod is an indicator of God's chosen priesthood. The rod is the scepter of the kingdom, meaning governmental authority. The rod was also a branch. It was the rod of correction. Yes. The rod of the man child or he that overcome. Yes. So the rod of the overcomer. Tell your neighbor I'm overcome. Come on, Come on now. You got, to, you, got to be, you got to be confident that you will overcome. Because when the test comes, when trouble comes, amen, I refuse to give up. Yes. I refuse to give in. Yes. I refuse to let go. After all of this, we have serve the Lord all these years. Why in the world, when it comes to the greatest test of all, that we will give up? Yes. I got bounce back in my spirit. Yes. Jesus Christ and the overcomer. The operation. Speak. 
speaks of authoritative ministry of the sons of God during the day of the Lord. This is the day of the Lord. For so long, God has allowed us to do the things that we've desired to do. We know that every 2,000 years, God has a son. Amen? We're in the seventh day right now. The seventh day is the day of the Lord. He's bringing about a, a completion or perfection in the body of Christ. He speaks of maturity. Because mature folk will stand up and decree and declare the word of the Lord yeah. in season and out of season. Yeah. Come on, we can't have no weak, jelly-back Christians. We got to be strong in the Lord. Amen. Somebody needs to see a strength. Amen. In the midst of our family, there needs to be a strength. Somebody testifying of the goodness of God regardless of what we're going through. We shall not, we will not, we are not defeated. We are more than a conqueror. I don't care what your circumstances say, you are more than a conqueror. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, bless the Lord. Yes. Yes. Come on. The pick up with Exodus chapter 4 gave you a backdrop in the history of Moses and God draining him, amen, and so that he could pick up dominion. Come on, he had to pick up the staff. That rod speaks of dominion. We must pick up. We must have a tenacity that we refuse to give up. I don't care what the soothsayers are saying. I don't care what folk are saying. I don't care what the, the television folk are saying. Amen. We're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Your circumstance will cry out to you and cause you to miss the very thing God wants you to have. Moses chapter 4 here. Moses answered and said, this is where God told Moses, I want you to go tell the children of Israel, I hear their cry. I see the people. God has not forgotten us. I want you to get yourself together and I want you to go back to a people. I've allowed you to experience this before I've allowed the people to experience So you're going to be a testimony of the strength and the power of God to bring his people out. Moses answered and said, verse 1, behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto thee. The Lord said unto him, what is in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. This is key right here. This is key, brother Tim. Because when we don't know what we got, we're fearful of it. The very thing that... God was like, the very thing that brought him strength and power before he tested it, he was scared of. Come on, open your mouth. Your mouth is a rod. You know, some of the men of God one time said, I'll never be sick another day in my life. And some of us scared to say, I'll never be sick another day in my life. And you know, not so much as scared, but believe that I'll never be sick another day in my life. That'll keep you from, amen, saying it because you feel like a little cold or something. But we ain't talking about some little cold. We talking about cancer. We talking about all these diseases that sit there taking over the body of Christ. What is in your mouth? Amen. The power of God in your mouth. So he said, Moses fled from before. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Man, you got to get this thing with confidence. Come on, I walk with the Lord. Got to be with confidence. I don't care what I see around me. It doesn't matter how my circumstance is. I trust in the Lord. Bishop Brady from Dr. Um, what is his name? Um, Y'all help me out. Um, his father in the Lord. Bishop T.D. Jakes. Bishop Brady and Pastor Brady, Cheryl Brady, they helped Bishop T.D. Jakes get started. And I sat up under their ministry 
for years, and he said he was in a trailer, and the trailer, amen, was offline off or offset, and so the kitchen was up here. The bedroom was down here. Come on, it wasn't set right. And he preached to hundreds of people with lit in his pocket. But why you never would have known that he was in that circumstance because he was trusting God. Amen. Come on, talking about finances with lit in his pocket. Yeah. Talking about a new house, amen, and living in a mobile home that wasn't even set right. right. Come on. And look where he's living now. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. Your testimony can't change. I don't care how you feel. Look at your testimony. Amen. And your, your, your present circumstance does not determine your future. Praise the Lord. Take it by the tail. He says in verse 4. And put forth his hand and he caught it and it became a rod in his hand. You know, when you think about your weakness, amen, it's really your strength. Because weakness really comes deals with fear. Amen. What you afraid of? Come on. How the, how the bill going to get paid? And God looking for your faith. I'm just trying to meet everybody right where they at. I know it's finances. Oh, bless the Lord. Because, you know, we need money to do anything. And if we weren't sitting around worried about how the bill going to get paid or who going to pay the bill, that's a weakness. But the very faith that God will bring you out is a strength. Verse 5 says, that they may believe. He says, he caught it in his hand and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared unto thee. And the Lord shall furthermore unto him put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom and when he took it out it became his hand. It was leprous as snow. You know, God began to show even when you put your hand in. I'm going to deal with that to show the leprosy. Let me just go ahead and show the effects of leprosy. It's the hand speaks of human effort or human strength. You got that, Minister May. I heard the Holy Ghost witness. Set aside. It is not the energy of human activity that will bring Israel out of bondage. By nature, man's hand is unfit to do the work of the Lord. That's powerful. And so here, when you start to look at the, uh, also again, we see uh, the wholeness of leprosy that God will be able to use our hand to deliver a people. You know, types and shadows. You have to be students of the word to understand this types and shadows here. Verse 7, and he said, put now thine hand into thy bosom again, and put his hand, he put his hand into his bosom again, and he plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his own flesh. Anybody believe in miracles still? This, this, you know, we believe in God for healing. We're talking about healing. Come on. Even Father Revis, he's going to the bathroom right now. He's a testimony. Doctor said he had cancer. And we all prayed for him. He came back and no cancer there left. Amen. Come on. We know, we know God is still healed. Oh, bless the Lord. Many of the testimonies of how God still heals today. But it's going to take faith. Come on. You can't, you can't be praying for something and don't believe that God is able to do it. Amen. Amen. Verse 8, and it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, and they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken 
take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. Now, as I studied that out, Brother Tim, you must understand water, clear water speaks of life. And because they didn't listen and obey God, God allowed blood to be put in the water speaking of death. Come on. God. When we don't obey God, it brings about death, a spiritual death. But when we obey God, there's a flow of the water. Y'all all right? Y'all know I'm a, I love to teach. I just love to teach the Word of God. That's what, that's what has sustained me in my walk. In the midst of everything I've seen, people come and people go. But what has sustained me is the Word of God. That's what sustained the children of Israel crossing over is because they ate the Word of the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen. Verse 10. Moses said unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, here you go complaining now. God has told him all these miracles. That's the testimony right there. God has showed him all, and showed him a rod, amen, a rod, and turned into a serpent, and turned back into a rod. Then he showed his hand, turned into lepers, and then it turned back to his natural hand. And then he still was down. Sound like a lot of the body of Christ still down. And all the miracles God done done them brought us out. Yeah. That made a way out of nowhere. I don't know if y'all don't remember. I remember what God has done. Yeah. Amen. For me over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Here Moses go, oh my Lord. I am not eloquent. Yeah. Neither heretofore nor since hast thou spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Talking about a man that's been trained with the best of them. Know how to speak. Know how to do things. We start talking about in ministry. You know, when folks start giving up, they forget what God did, amen, in the past. Never forget what God done for you in the past. If he did it then, he'll do it again. Yes. Yes. Moses quickly have forgotten. He said, Lord said unto him, and the Lord said unto him, who has made man's mouth? Did you forget who made you and your mouth? Who has made the dumb or the deaf or the sick or the blind? Have I not the eyes, Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth. That's so powerful. I need you to give me my book for me, Minister May. Amen. And turn it to the names of God so we can, amen, move forward in just a little bit. He says, now, I made your mouth. Oh, bless the Lord. And he says, I'm going to cause your mouth to speak what I wanted to speak, if you will obey. Verse 12, now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shouldst say. And he said, oh, my Lord. You know, anytime somebody says, oh, man, oh, you know, I don't feel like it. Yeah. Come on. You hear that, <laughs> You know, anybody can shout on the mountaintop. Anybody can shout when things are going well. But our testimony should never turn to, oh, my Lord. Sin, I pray thee, by the hand of him who will thy sin. And here you find the Lord now getting angry with Moses. Because it's in my book, darling, in my, in my bag. Getting mad with Moses. Bring it back here. I'll look in there. Getting mad with Moses because he done already showed Moses all of these signs and these wonders. So the anger of the Lord kindled against Moses. Some of us blame this stuff on the death. Come on. But God will get angry with us after he has showed us time and time again of his, uh, his substance that he can bring to our life when we need Oh, bless the Lord. So, amen. The Bible says here that the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, am 
thy brother. Come on, he's showing them now. I know that he can speak well, and also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. I looked at this part the other day when we start to look at Aaron. Aaron believed in Moses before Moses believed in himself. God always got somebody that believed more in you than you do in yourself. Well, bless the Lord. Aaron was telling him that you, God is going to use you mightily. And here Moses said, I ain't the one. Oh, and Aaron said, oh, yes, you are. You're the one. Come on, Joshua. And Aaron, it was really Joshua, but Aaron was there to speak on the behalf of Moses. And Moses couldn't say nothing. Thank God for Minister Matt. Come on. Thank God for Sister Ellie. Thank God for every one of you. I pray you see more in me than I see in myself. Come on. That, that's the way we should look at our children. See, our children is being, you can't say now they can't be a president. There ain't no excuse. You can be anything you set your mind to. There's no excuses left for being what God has called us to be, Brother Matt. I'm just calling your name and I'm picking on you. <laughs> Amen. Anything you set your mind to. Hallelujah. I'm thinking about going back to school. Be a nurse. How about that? Y'all all right? You do anything you set your mind to. There's no limitations. No limitations. Take the limits off. Hallelujah. He says here in verse 15. Thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall say. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people. And he shall be, even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. So in other words, Aaron, now Moses was going to be a God to Aaron. And Aaron was going to be Moses' mouthpiece. Thou shalt take this rod in thy hand, and wherewith thou shalt do signs. Brother Tim, pick up for me and play. I want to talk about the names of God in my closing. Oh, bless the Lord. We got to remember who God is to us. In the midst of everything, amen, when things are going well, we remember his name then. We want to remember when it seems like things ain't working out well for us. Amen. Remember who he is. He's Jehovah. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's our advocate, meaning he's a judge or he speaks on our behalf. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the light of the world. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Messiah. He's our healer. He's our doctor. He's our teacher. He's the true vine. He's the Holy One of Israel. He's our husband. He's our wife. He's everything we need to Him. Lord, our banner. Lord, our healer. Lord, our peace. Come on and play the name. Say the name for me. God is sufficient. He's our creator. Our provider. He's our sanctifier. He's our shepherd. He's our God. He's our maker. He's everything we need. He's the 
Lamb of God. He's the rock of my salvation. Many things the Lord has. Whatever you need him to be, that is what he is. Let us not forget who God is to us. Come on, Minister Man. He's everything to us. That's why we got to continue to lift him up. Continue to open our mind and give him praise. The devil don't want you to say nothing. He wants you to keep your mouth closed. He knows that you have power in your mouth. That's what he said. I'll guide your mouth. I'll teach your mouth what to say. He wants us to say something. I am persuaded. 